All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to Real Life, a podcast from the Nation Network. I got 50, I got 50 for Brought to you by Finning Canada, the parts you need when you want them. We return for another rip-roaring edition of the Real Life Podcast brought to you by Finning Canada. Hello, wherever you are in the wonderful world of the internet listening to this. I'm Jason Greger, along with uh, former NHLer Jason Strudwick, who uh, still can't get a good coat. And uh, Wanye Gretz, the uh, founder of Oilers Nation, uh, joining us from a, a hidden compound in, in a basement of some drug house in Mexico. Wanye, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing uh, great. Donald Trump's number one supporter. Believe it or not, there are other things going down here than crime and uh, things like that. There's a lot of sunshine, which you may uh, want to get a part of. There's a thriving tech industry down here. There's all sorts of things going on, and I'm smack in the middle in a basement in an armed compound. Yeah. Nice, nice. Struds? Yeah, I'm good. You know what? I've got uh, kind of big news uh, with my kids. They're both initiation hockey. And uh, just before Christmas, uh, they were, we were, uh, there was an email going around that we could get pictures, team pictures. And as the head coach or assistant head coach, I was against it. Okay, I like, well, which one are you? Well, are you the head coach or the assistant head coach? Well, I'm a, I'm a so si- you're just the assistant coach. He's hoping, he's hoping to get on permanent, Gregor. Give him a break <laughs> like, for crying like, out loud. Who, tr- who tries to pump up their own term higher? I'm the assistant <laughs> head coach. No, you're the assistant coach. <laughs> 
I'm the head coach that is also an assistant. I do it all. <laughs> uh, no, we have really good coaches there. But when the initial email went around to get pictures, team pictures for my kids, uh, for all the kids in an initiation program, I was against it. But most of the parents wanted it. So against my better judgment and what I wanted to do, I said, okay, we'll do it. And my kids, we're going to say no. All the other kids are lining up for pictures. We do it. So I was all against it. And then finally Sunday, we got these pictures. And I was so happy when I got them. In fact, I have them here. Uh, my two kids, my son and my daughter, uh, the yellow one doesn't in yet. I love these things. I'm showing everyone. I'm texting my buddies. I shoved it in Gregor's face as soon as he got here today. And uh, they are so cool, these cards. I can't believe it. So Well, the best part about it is uh, on Kane's card, he's already got more goals and struts out <laughs> in his NHL career. So that's a good stat. It's a good stat. Yeah, but not NHL goals. We all know those are hard to come by. And uh, for those of you wondering, he is on track for the 2030 NHL draft. Probably probably six months behind schedule. We'll make that up this summer. We're going to push right through initiation <laughs> hockey all the way through the summer. <laughs> but it is so cool to get these, these little cards. And I, I, what my wife's like, what is your problem? I'm giddy. I'm just kidding. So if you're doubting it, if you're out there thinking, you know what, I'm not going to get those cards, do it because they're so awesome. And I love it. They're going to be at my desk now beside my finning uh, poster with all the uh, calendars. That was an excellent plug. Strategy. You're really I'm, coming I'm, a long way with remembering who the sponsor of the show yeah. is. <laughs> well, there's only special things that go on the wall. Yeah, there's yeah. that. The, the, my, my kids, beside, beside the calendar, that's a pretty nice place for finning. That photoshopped that. picture of you and Nick Jonas that you had blown up to four by four, that's on the wall. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. My nephews have had those cards for a long time, and yeah. so we get them at Christmas every year. It's actually been really good for my son, who's three now, because now he he's known all his cousins' names all the time because he sure. sees the picture right. of them, and so he knows their name basically because of that one. And he only has a oh, Ava's his only a girl cousin. Right. So yeah. and maybe she stands out. But right away, like when he was one and a half, he could name his nephews basically <laughs> strictly because of his, their hockey cards. Now they're torn to shreds because he plays with them all the time. Right. But they, they do. The, they do have a purpose. Now, I, I'm kind of like with you, Struds. I'm like, really? Like, we got to get hockey cards for kids like you have. Like nowadays in society, parents probably have a minimum of, I would say, 100 photos in their phone at any point of their mm. children. Do we need more of them? We are a photo-obsessed society in North America. Holy crap. That's dire. I mean, I even played only two years of hockey when I was a little guy, and I still have my card, and it's hilarious. You got, I have a full-length Cooperalls on. I can look back at a bygone era and remember better days when life was simpler. For crying out loud, let the kids have their hockey cards. No, I, you guys had hockey cards? Like, you're not that much younger than me. I never, you didn't have hockey cards. Uh, just no, no, we had team pictures. Yeah, we had a team picture, right? Yeah. And you stand there. Remember, like, you're in Tom Thumb and you're standing there. You're just trying to stand yeah, exactly. up in the picture and long enough let you to not go fall and down. You'd stand yeah. there with your little stick and you'd smile for a solo photo and think you were Gretzky or whoever it was at the time. But wasn't it just beside, like, we used to get the photo where you had the yeah. five by seven and then your solo photo was set beside it, but it wasn't in, like, a hockey card. No. You had hockey cards yeah, one year? Yeah, just the one year. Were you playing in some advance? Were you playing in some advance? Oh, one year, like your yeah. last year? Well, I only played in two years. I played Peewee tier 15. That is not even a joke. Like, we weren't exactly the big leagues <laughs> here. We got cards. <laughs> well, I can't believe you guys had cards. Wow. No, nice. no, I, no, I didn't have cards. I didn't have cards for sure. Yeah. Well, I guess unless you count all the NHL ones. <laughs> oh, Oh, I think you got to remember though, Gregor, that like you're not doing this for you. You're doing this for your little kid. And when you're when Kane gets well, his uh, hockey card, and he I'm going to I'm going to tell you right now, Kane's not carrying the card around in his pocket like Dad no. is. <laughs> no, I, I've got him. I've got him. I'll have him there. Be all over the place. But it is a pretty cool idea. No, but I get why it's good. I'm just yeah. 
No, I'm with do, you. Could we survive without it? I think well, we could. Could we survive with everything I thought that penicillin and food, Gregor? Yes, but it's the extra things <laughs> that make life fun. <laughs> How's the snow up there, boys? What? I just want to get a couple more licks in because you always dig at Mexico. How's the temperature? I was looking on Instagram. It seemed like there was you, a you know what? I've shoveled. I've shoveled four times this weekend, yeah. but I love it because it was. And and by the way, my three-year-old, he'll be able to shovel the sidewalk. Triple garage, by the way, he'll yeah. be able to shovel that by himself. I think by next winter, I've got him trained. He's unbelievable. <laughs> he gets out there and he's got his little shovel. It was the best purchase I ever yeah. had, and he yeah. is shoveling that thing. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, no, I don't mind the snow either. It means I go. I've been cross-country skiing a couple times uh, since it started snowing. Just a little bit more, a little more time to do that. I think that. You know, I know I'm sure Mexico is nice when the weather's the same all the time uh, and you travel around with an armed guard. But, you know, here we have uh, opportunity to go cross country skiing in the snow. It'll warm up by next week. We're fine. Delightful. Hey, we could be the next Alex Harvey, by the way. Did you see the Canadian who is the world champion in yeah. the 50K? Like, you want yeah. to talk about a grueling race. Yeah. 50 kilometers. First of all, you got to be bored out of your skull. No, I'm kidding. But honestly, that yeah. when I watched that finish, that was unbelievable. Like, those guys, they're sprinting yeah. in cross country skis. After a 50K race, it's unbelievable. But for Alex Harvey, huge shout-out for the Canadian world champion yeah. in cross-country skiing, 50 kilometers, first time ever. One of the hardest sports. I, I do it quite oh, often. Oh, buddy, cross-country skiing is is awesome workout. But oh. like my, my, my mom's 72. She kicks my ass cross-country. Right. She cross-country skis all the time out at the farm. I, and so it's a route, you know, it's the rhythm you got to yeah. get into and stuff. She's wheeling out there, man. I'll go, like, I'll follow her and go on a lap. And I'm, I'm trying, oh, no, I feel great. I'm freaking gassed. Yeah. Like, it's such a hard workout. I think that's why your mom and I have such high, tight buns from doing the cross-country skiing. Wow. Wow. Gregor, do something well, for God's sake. Stred just brought your mom into it. <laughs> no, uh, I, it was a compliment. Uh, I was just telling the truth. Hey, Compliment this. Don't no. bring a guy's mom into it for crying out loud. It's Monday morning. Well, it's hey, a, hey, well, it's, it's not like, you know, it's, hey, you know what the thing, the best part about doing the uh, the podcast with, with Wanya when he's not here is that, that Strud's always has that picture of your sister up on the table oh, during the whole oh, podcast. Oh, I see how we're going. No, I do not. I do not have that. I do not. I never said that. One time, uh, I did compliment. Said your your no, sister. No, Aaron's a very good looking girl. Very like she's, well, she now we're naming names. Is that how we're doing this? Do you want me to read out your sister's social insurance number? How's that gonna go? Well, my sister's name's Rachel. I'm not too concerned about it. Right. She's also very attractive. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about it. I want to talk about this idea of um, doing this playoffs. Now, now it's. I think can we all agree they're going to the playoffs? Yes. Wanye, are you finally on board that they're going to the playoffs? Boys, I've had my heart broke so many times. I don't want to get too excited, but last night... I know, I but we're not talking about your dating life. We're talking about the orders. Whoa, what is this? Burn city or real life? Let's have a fucking nice... Po- oh, I said a swear word. Well, never mind. That's what happens when you push me too far. I do firmly believe that the Oilers are going to make the playoffs. Okay. And I think that okay. when you think back about the decade of darkness, as we're calling it, yeah, I think we can put the last couple of shovels of dirt on the old coffin here in the next few weeks. But yes, they're going to make the playoffs. Okay, so I'm going to start with you, Wanya. It looks like the Oilers are trending towards the Ducks or the Flames. But as you look towards the playoffs and all the teams most likely to make the playoffs in the Western Conference, is there a team that you're gun shy of? That you're like, I'd rather not see the Oilers play this team in the first 
round. Quite honestly, if the Oilers went into the first series and they had to call the series halfway through the first period because of a flu pandemic, that's still a win for us as Oilers fans, right? Like, well, we got to see half a period. It could have gone worse. At least we're not cheering for the Swarm D anymore. I don't want to see the Oil play anybody that I think can beat them, to be quite honest with you. Now, if I'm picking somebody that I would like to face, I don't necessarily think that... Yeah, so pick... Yeah, the, I don't think the Ducks are necessarily as strong now as they were a couple months ago, and Calgary obviously is surging beyond belief. I'd love to see the Oil come back with a battle of Alberta to start it off. That would be unbelievable. So you want to go, you want the team, you want to go face Calgary first round. Yes. Okay. I I would agree with him for, for a variety of reasons. A, it hasn't happened since 1991. Right. And when it's Edmonton and Calgary, like you've got the economy, you look at the situation, Alberta, it sucked for the last 18 months, two years for a lot of people. And and sports is a great release. And, you know, I find it interesting how I've seen some, some fans. Well, I don't want to face Calgary because if they lose, then I got to deal with the backlash online. I'm like, you mean from strangers? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Don't don't read that. But don't go into it thinking your team's going to lose. What about the fact your team wins? But more importantly, it's just the emotion of an Edmonton-Calgary series for fans will be tenfold what an Oilers Ducks series is. No question. It just is. No it doesn't question. mean that it's it doesn't mean that it's any more valuable because it's still only the first round, right? And you either win it or you lose it. But there's something about it. You go back. And I, I grew up watching the Oilers. And the, like, I hated the Flames. I respected the Flames, but I loathed the Calgary Flames. And, and for me now, because I don't have an emotional attachment anymore because of my job, but I look forward to just seeing the city and seeing people lose their marbles yeah. in a positive and negative way at times over a battle of Alberta. And there's so many younger fans. Basically, if you're under the age of 30, you've never seen it because maybe you're six. Maybe you can say you remember it. Probably even 35 if we're talking realistically by the time you understand what it felt like to have an Edmonton-Calgary robbery. And that will kick it off to be a great regular season rivalry again because you can't build a rivalry in the regular season. It has to start in the playoffs. Yeah, see, I look at it like this. I look at it as, uh, as far as, you know, which team for the Oilers is kryptonite? I think that, you know, that they've recently they've had, you know, not a lot of success uh, in regular season or, or <laughs> and no playoffs. So it's well, you're gonna list every team in the NHL, yeah, because, no. although they've broken a lot of those streaks. But yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like when you look at it, the, the team they they struggled, so it was hard to say that this team they couldn't beat. Or you know, I, I know there's Arizona out there, but that for me isn't really really count. But you know, there, there's no team where you're like this is a kryptonite because they've struggled so much. And I take it back to my time at the Vancouver Canucks. Mark Crawford was our coach. He had been uh, dismissed from uh, Colorado. He comes over to coach our team. And the Colorado Amish were a good team. You look at Patrick Watt, Joe Sackett, Peter Forsberg. And so every time we played them, they were in our division. That was a big robbery for us, a big game. Mark Cropper is marked into it. All of us wanted to beat them, and we could never beat them. You know, they, they, would, they, would, they, would, they, they were just better than us, quite frankly. We knew to get any success in the playoffs, we had to go through that group. So finally, one regular season game, I'll never forget it, a guy named Harold Jukin. Uh, we oh, called, yes. him, we called him Harold Drunken. And um, he scored a goal to let us beat Colorado. And, you know, we'd maybe beat him once or twice before that. But for me, that was such a statement. We just, it felt so good. I remember being on the bench. We were so high after that game that we beat our own guys at home in a tight game that mattered. And it was huge. And for us, that was our kryptonite. Now, we went on to play in the playoffs and we lost four straight. So that didn't really go well. But, you know, there's that, that so mental the mor- barrier. The, what's the moral of your story here? If you can beat them in the regular season, it well, means nothing. <laughs> but at some point you have to – yeah. every team has that kryptonite. And as I look at this Edmonton owner group, I mean, there might be people out there who disagree with me, but I don't see a team that is their kryptonite. That you're saying, you know, be, now that this is the new incarnation, it's the new team, the new way they're built up. There's no team that I see is their kryptonite like I felt when I was with Colorado or maybe the New York Islanders are able to New York Rangers. 
Well, the owners had a lot of those teams. St. Louis was one that beat them for fun. Right. They beat them now three straight. Calgary, you know what? Even though Calgary wasn't very good the last few years, they still dominated the orders, mm-hmm. but the orders swept them this season. Arizona, you mentioned, I think it was 25 yeah. games where they hadn't uh, got at least a point. And then the orders now have won a few against them. So this group is very different. Sure. And it would be nice. Like you go back, and even though the orders, they won the first one against Dallas, they lost the next five series in a row. Right, because that's it. Kind of sucks when you think about it that they play the same team six straight sure. years. Although it was great for the robbery, it was just one side. But even then, even though order fans lost that, they still got into it. One, you, you you obviously remember that those series, and yeah, the first one Todd Marchant was unbelievable, and they were always close. But Dallas had about a seventy-five million dollar payroll, and Edmonton <laughs> had forty, and it used to come out in, in the wash at the end of the series every time. But now with the salary cap. I think there's a chance to build rivalries, which is why I want to discuss the playoff format. And we haven't discussed it in Edmonton in a long time, but now the last few years, it's been five and three in both the East and the West. So there's had to be a crossover, but this year it's looking very realistic that you could have four Pacific teams and four central teams, yet they still have the potential for crossovers. If the, the, the number two wild card is, uh, is from the Pacific to me, that's bogus. If you have four and four, the NHL wants to create rivalries within the inner division. It's automatic. San Jose would take on who's ever fourth. Minnesota would take on who's ever fourth in their division. What do you guys think about that? Because to me, that's a simple change for the NHL that just says if it's four and four, there's no crossover. Five and three, sure, we understand it, have to. But four and four, it eliminates the whole purpose of making it a, a division so you can create rivalries. So you're saying you don't want to realign it every time. Like every time you don't want to restack the deck and figure out one to four again. No, no, it's always, well, right now, if there's, the way the crossover works is Minnesota today would face off against the second wildcard team. Right. Right? Right. And that could be LA. Okay. So instead of facing off against St. Louis, for argument's sake, it would be LA. If indeed there's four and four. Now, if it's five and three, somebody has to cross over that there's nothing else you can do. Yeah. Yeah. But I just think when you get to, if it's a guaranteed four and four, like it looks like it's going to be in the East as well, Mm. you should have everybody just stay in their division. Right. Right, because that, the other guys are staying in their division automatically. Right, yeah. so to me, it, it just eliminates any chance of of having non divisional playoff series, which is what everybody wants. Wanye, what do you think, boys? I could give two squirts how the alignment works out. I'm so happy to be back in the playoffs, Gregor. Listening to you talk, it's like so you're invited to meet the prime minister, but you sit down and you don't like the font on your name card at the table. Like I don't care. I don't care if the Oilers play the 1976 Hartford Whalers, who are brought back in hologram form, and we get to whoop them at Rogers Place. Like I understand your points about building uh, rivalries, and I understand. Like I do not remember the Battle of Alberta one bit. <clears throat> I remember yeah, exactly. all, you know, watching Sportsnet, and they're like, hey, the Battle of Alberta, you'll never even believe what's happening tonight. And it, you know, it seemed fairly, uh, fairly like a created rivalry. So you know, personally, I think as long as they all get into the dance, I can worry about the, the logistics and the semantics of how everything's set up other years when I'm used to being back in the playoffs. But I'm just so happy to be there. I'm not asking any questions for fear they're going to take away 15 points due to some weird ruling or some damn thing. I like the fact that he brings up him going to meet the prime minister with yeah. font. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what kind of nerd? <laughs> you know, like the font? That's your comparison? That's I a good one. Know, it's very outside good the box I'm so thinking. happy about the playoffs. Stop trying to ruin this for everybody. <laughs> what if they face a central team? I don't care. I don't care who they face. The greatest thing. Yeah, but it's not me, about it's it's not about you. It's about the overall best for the about entire me. group you of fans. You asked me what I thought. Therefore, it's about me. I was gonna say president, but it's just so such charged times to live in. I didn't want to go that way. 
Okay, well, if you really want to know my thought, I think you have to add more playoff teams. I'd like to what? see. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Before you get crazy, I would like to see a play-in game. I think if you want to drum up excitement, you get a play-in game, somewhat like you see in baseball. So the eighth and ninth would play for – they would play one game. That's right. That's right. I think, you know what, because you, you, right now there's, there's going to be 31 teams next year. You're going to have 16 teams. So under almost half the teams do not make the playoffs. No, the NFL has 12 out of 32. Right. And I, I, I'd like to see more in there. I want to give it a chance. And I think this gives a team that's surging at the end of the year to just catch that ninth spot. Now you have a fight for 8-9. Now you have a story going through. And yeah, it might not be fair. Let's say the, the season ends on a – let's say the whole season ends well, on a Sunday. Well, the season always ends Sunday. You would play that game Tuesday. I think you played Monday. That's sorry, you didn't finish up high. There's no freebies. You fly then that night. You fly to where you have to go. You play Monday. Then the series starts on either Tuesday or Wednesday. Well, the playoffs always start Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. So you, so you could play Tuesday and just have that series start Thursday. But I think you want to give the teams time to prepare. I, I want this to be. I don't want them to do any favors. I'm just saying, hey, you've made it this far. Good hmm. luck. You have one right. more chance. Make them force. Make there be some duress here. Well, everybody would watch it. There's, there's. Oh. It's hard to argue. That fan, like Wanye doesn't couldn't name ten players on most other teams, but I right, guarantee right. you, if there was a Monday night play-in game, you'd watch it. Fair, oh. or maybe do one Monday, one Tuesday, whatever, and you flip a coin to see which one. I guess it depends on the bookings, but imagine if it comes down to uh, L.A. Kings or for this even better on the St. other Louis side. Louis and L.A. right now. Let's say it's um, on the East. Let's say it's Toronto and the Islanders play-in Monday night. You know how many people will tune in to watch that game? I'd watch, and I hate the Maple Leafs, although I love the way they play. But it is, it'd be crazy. The excitement would be out of this world for those types of games. And if you want to truly make it, yeah, it would be hard, but that's life. You didn't play well enough during the regular season. Here's your chance to get in there, and then you fly right to the other city. So the number one, uh, it, you know, so on, on this side would be Minnesota. They know they're playing either as, uh, Saint, or, uh, L.A. or St. Louis. They know that's who's coming to them on Wednesday or Thursday. That would be excitement. That's what you need. Wanye, are you even awake? I'm listening to you, boys. I'm, I'm nodding. You should see me. I'm nodding so hard. I think I have to get a neck do, brace. Do you like that idea or not? Am I crazy? Well, in an 82-game season plus a 40-game preseason plus an all-star break plus a World Cup, I don't know if more hockey is necessarily the answer, but I think that you make a compelling case. If the Islanders played the Leafs right now, I'd watch it. I mean, I think that the I hate the Leafs too, but sometimes – a team you hate that gets good all of a sudden uh, is, a, is a different kind of entertainment. I think it's a, it's a good idea, yeah. So here's the interesting part about it. Okay. Let's say the Oilers were the eighth-place team, and after a decade of not making the yeah. playoffs, whereas in every other year they'd have been guaranteed at least four <laughs> games, now they're only guaranteed one, maybe. Right? right. Like I, I, That I don't think would be a great sell for a lot of Oilers fans, but of course, hey, no other, only one other franchise in the history of the league has sucked for a decade, right. so it's probably a bad example. But... I don't – here's – as a guy who was a okay. former member, yeah. do you think there is – it can't happen until 2021 when the right. next lockout occurs, yeah. sadly, because we don't know how that <laughs> works. Do you think there's any chance the NHLPA would go for it? Because you don't get paid for the playoffs, so what's the benefit? Getting into play of the playoffs. I can tell you I, I, I played some games in playoffs, not, not many, but the ones I did play, it was so special. I would have been more than happy as a ninth-place team to go and try – just so, try to make So you think the players as a whole would, whatever the voting has to be, I don't know if it's 51% or if it's 75 I don't know, but what, do you think it would pass from the NHLPA? I think for the opportunity to make the playoffs, okay. I think most guys would. If you're faced with this choice, Griggs, uh, you're top eight team, so you're ninth place team, 10th place team, whatever it is, ninth. You know you're, the best you can do is go play for Team Canada or Team Russia or Team whatever in the World Championships. For one more game, you can maybe make the playoffs 
for me, it'd be worth it. Now, the eighth place team may be bitter, but too bad. Get a couple more points, get into seventh. That's life. So what you're I saying here is... I think the NHL here. has to try to... Sorry, buddy. Go What's on. that? No, no, go on. No, you, you got to try to create more excitement. And I, I think this is one way. You watch baseball. I watch those play-in games. I watch maybe 20 baseball games a whole year, and then I watch both those play-in games because they're so exciting. Why not add that to hockey? Yeah, it's one more game, but it's one more game to maybe make it. And you're talking about... Uh, it'd be what 80 players 80 players out of 700 have to play next year game then 40 of those players would be out they'd be on the golf course the next day the other ones would be moving forward I think that's the excitement they need the NHL has to get more more drama more excitement uh, towards the end because you look at a lot of like the East there's only one team fighting for a spot or there's a bunch of teams fighting for one spot pretty mm-hmm. much it's kind of set is it not on this side same here in the West too really. right so where's the drama you know there's, there's not a lot I want to see that drama that's what I like to see that's what I want to see. Now, would it pass? You ask me. If I was on a team that was a borderline, I would take my chances. But maybe the team in eighth wouldn't it feel that way. It doesn't change. The top teams are still the top teams. Minnesota's not playing any more games. Chicago's not playing any more games. You're not asking uh, Duncan Keats to play any more games. But Anze Kobachar, yeah, he's playing more games. Well, get yourself going. Get into seventh place. I think it would change it to make it more exciting towards the end. And so... Would it be considered a playoff game under statistics or a regular season game? I, I think you have to do playoff. I mean, okay. I guess what do you? No, I mean, no, you sure. Because no. then, you, what if what if someone's going for the scoring title? Yeah, yeah, no, and it, all have, it would have get, to be playoff. I think it'd be playoff. But one, you're talking about two more games out of how many hundreds? Okay. I, I'm all for it. So Gary, you know, I'm available to call you. Well, anytime. you'll probably have some time in the next negotiation process because based on the past history, we're uh, destined <laughs> for another lockout of some sense. Which oh, is, for uh, crying out loud, Greg, we're on the eve of the playoffs for the first time in 106 years and you're bringing up like, well, there could be a lockout in 3110. I don't care. The world can end in July for all I care as long as I see some playoffs in the meantime. Yeah, but you, do they show the games in Mexico? Uh, yeah, Gregor, I've got really illegal sites that I watched them on. No joke, have ruined my Mac, and now I got all sorts of viruses and crap. And the other day, my email account spammed everybody with a bunch of porno or some damn thing. Yeah, we get hockey down here. I didn't get that email. <laughs> you yeah. send me a lot. That's one I would like yeah, to get. Exactly. The only the only time Struds wants open an email, an email from Wanya, he doesn't even open. get it. Penis medication. Yeah. How can I lose? I'm clicking on this. <laughs> We'll take a, qu- a quick break. We'll allow you to clear up your uh, email, and we'll return to the Real Life Podcast brought to you by Finning Canada. It's late, and you just finished a full day of work. Your equipment is done for the day, and tomorrow bright and early, you start all over again. You know what you need to keep it running smoothly, but there's not a break in the schedule to make that happen. With over 1.4 million cat parts at your fingertips on parts.cat.com, getting that part just became easier. Any device, anytime, anywhere. Get what you need, when you need it. Order today. Parks.cat.com We return. Jason Greger, Jason Strudwick, Wanya Gretzk on the Real Life Podcast brought to you by Finning Canada. Story time with puffy shirt Jason Strudwick. Yeah, okay. Let's get right into this. Now, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm frequently a visitor to the Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And uh, as I was perusing through it this weekend, I came across a, uh, a post from Greger's wife lovely talented woman and uh has it was like what was it some chocolates and uh, some things like that and i don't uh, know wine. what you're talking about okay oh, oh, yeah. oh, it, was, it was wine yeah. a little charcuterie board yeah. and some chocolates so she goes thank you so much on my fifth anniversary to my husband i'm here with some of my friends on a great he's thinking of me when we're there and thank you for all these treats and she goes on basically to sum it up she's saying how awesome her husband is because 
you sent her on a trip with her girlfriends to a, a, a destination in BC. Okay, well, let's clarify. No, no, no. Here's the truth. Let the... me just say what I saw. Okay. From what I gathered from there, From this is what I gathered, is that you sent her and her friends to BC for a nice weekend getaway. She's going on about how relaxing it was and how great your husband you are and stuff like that. So I'm reading this, and my wife is beside me, and I'm like, holy jeez, this guy is screwing every one of his friends over Make it look bad. A happy fifth anniversary, babe. And it was, it was, I will almost text you. I was like, you got to get your wife to take that down. Like, because it's ruining it for all of us. I'm not We're on the ones Instagram, bad. so I didn't see that. Well, your wife is, and she's very active. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Better there than Tinder, I guess. But still, it's true. it was unbelievable how I, so what is the deal? You're sending your wife on these fifth anniversary vacations. What do I do now? And all your friends. Well, you've been married us. longer than five years. So you don't have to worry about it. Uh, <laughs> but, but number one, I didn't send her. Okay. So here's the actual truth of the story. So her and some of her girlfriends were planning on getting away okay. for like, I tried to convince her many years ago. Like I go on guy trips. I love it. Right. Guys. I think guys like to just hang out. It's great. And the thing is, and she even talked about it. Like if the guys I'll send an email out, okay, we're golf trip this weekend, you know, in six weeks. And you'll get like 15 responses. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Like, no problem. Whereas girls, and this is her words, not mine. They seem to have to plan everything. Well, geez, I'm not sure. And it's just a gong show. So they were trying to arrange four of them to go away to Sparkling Hills. It's it's a great little place up in uh, outside of uh, Vernon. And so finally they book it. She goes, goes, hey, do we have anything going on that, that weekend? And I'm like, no. So she books it. She totally forgot it was our fifth anniversary weekend oh, when she booked it, right? So that's why drama. I'm like, this is oh, 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 oh. no, no, no. It's, it's one of those slight things. So, and honestly, like, I'm like, well, we're going to go for dinner on the anniversary night or the night. Like, I don't care. But trust me, boys, this is unbelievable because now I have a free pass for the next year because I waited a few weeks. And I'm like, so what weekend are you girls going again? And she met, I said, well, you don't think we have something big that weekend? She's like, what? I thought you said we had nothing. I said, well, I guess if our fifth anniversary isn't anything. And she's like, oh my God. And she's all stressed. We'll cancel. I'm like, you're not going to cancel it. Like who cares? Sure. But now I had all the power, but still it is your anniversary. So all I did was I just sent a few chocolates. I called the hotel to the, to the hotel and just said, can you deliver it up to the room? So when they arrive at the room, they have some wine and chocolates and, and a few of her friends were like uh, crackers and stuff. So it was a minor little thing just to say, hey, thanks. Have a great weekend. And, uh, you know, then I'm not going to talk to you because you're out with your girlfriends, which is how it should Holy be. But no, it, it, if, if, it, if it looked like I sent them, well, that looks better for me. But I had no I had nothing to do with that. Yeah. All I did was send the chocolates and the wine. But I have the ultimate booking. Of, like, do you guys want to go out? Just you just name the time and the place because I can go wherever I want, basically, for the next six months. And right. not that I ever have to ask permission, but there's no chance that I get a no. Zero Unbelievable. Chance. I totally misread that situation too, Strad. I thought one of two things had happened. One, Gregor was a secret polygamist and he had sent five <laughs> wives on a trip together. I'm like, holy crap, look at all the anniversary wives Gregor has. Or two, I thought you were ruining it for all the other married people too. But instead it was the master stroke of a master plan. Well done. Well done. Yeah, it was good. I, but, I, but polygamy, by the way, like, hey, I love my wife to death. But I don't know how the guy would have time to have two wives. Like you, that's that's just too much to ask, man. Like other than the one benefit that you think you would have, yeah. even that wouldn't uh, max it out after a while. I think one is is fine. I, I respect those guys. I'd like to have a conversation with the polygamist. He's like, dude, like, how are you doing all this? Like, right. it would seem like it's way too much work. Yeah, it'd be a, it'd be a lot of talking. There's no doubt. Well, I'm seeing two things. One is your wife's trying to upsell what you're doing. You know, obviously <laughs> for her, and two. Um, which is probably the clear picture that you have to treat your wife like this when you marry up. Ah, so you didn't marry up, Struts. <laughs> wow. You just oh, <laughs> that's what you no, get I'm for equal. having a picture of my sister on your wall. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is she available? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm married equal, but I think Gregor, and you did very well for yourself. I tell you that. I told you that when you met her, before you got married, when you got married, I tell you almost every time I see her, I say, you've done really well for yourself. You do say that to Tracy, and I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> But so I'm going to talk to your wife and say, you have to downgrade your, t- your, your Instagram because you're killing us. You're killing me. I got to do something big now. Well, for... you should. Yeah. Do you even know how many years you've been married? Oh, it's 10. Last year was 10. <laughs> and we went to San Francisco. Oh, see, there you go. But the only problem is I left my passports on the airplane. <laughs> Can you believe that? What? Yeah. Like so, on the way on the way there or on yeah. the way back? So my wife and I, we finally get away. First time we've been away since we had kids. We're on the air. Everything's going well. Oh, you well. put them in the pocket in no, front? worse. I had tight jeans on. Slightly always. too tight. Always I thought have I'm tight on. jeans on. Yeah, that's very true. Like, do you realize that it's not a good look for you? Oh, people love it. People love it. So I had, in San Francisco, I was very popular. Uh, so yeah, anyways. of course you were. Figure it out. <laughs> I had my I had my tight jeans on my passport. I get up and leave, no problem. Three days in, we're at a bar with my brother-in-law and his wife. My wife's phone rings. Hey, uh, are you Shona Stradwick? Yes, I am. Uh, we just found your passports. And my wife's like, what? And she comes over. She's like, did you lose the passports? Like, no, no. Oh, my God, where are they? So basically, they'd fallen out of the back of my jeans. They stayed on the seat of the Air Canada flight. Someone found them. Turn in Americana, and three days later, they tracked us down our phone number. So we're at this bar. I'm having a really good time. So we start laughing like, we didn't even know they were missing. We didn't even know they are missing. So the next morning, I had to get up, fly all, or drive all the way to the airport. And I got in there. I'm like, I'm really embarrassed. Oh, Stradwick, yeah, we got your passports right here. And the guy's like, we've never had anyone do this before and, and actually got them back. I'm like, oh, thank God. So we got our passports back and left. Well, I forgot my passport once when I was uh, doing the play-by-play for the rush. We flew into New York yeah. City. And, you know, yeah, I sit down and I always put the stuff in the in the little, uh, yes. the back of the seat in front of you, yeah. right? Slide in there. We are off. We're at the uh, luggage claim. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And I'm sprinting. And you know how big the freaking uh, LaGuardia yeah. Airport sure. is. So you're sprinting back. to. I got back on the plane. Thank God. It was still there. Ran right to the gate. I said, hey, I left my passport on there. And thankfully, it was still there. Like, I probably, I don't know how far it was. But, like, I, I literally, I got back off the plane, got my passport. I went into the washroom. I bucked. Because I was literally sprinting for that long. And I was just out of it. And yeah, I puked yeah. right in the washroom afterwards because I basically gassed myself to get back to get my passport. Despite a but I rigorous it. training regime of cross-country skiing all winter, Gregor couldn't handle one sprint at LaGuardia Airport. <laughs> hey, first of all, I, uh, I've only cross-country skied like twice in my life. So uh, I, I should do it, though. Yeah. Well, I, somebody should be the next Alex Harvey. Some kids out there are going to now get into it because of Alex Harvey. You become a world champion, dude. Like even Wanye. Wanye would start like sand skiing in Mexico yeah. now to try to be the next like Wanye Harvey. Sand skiing. Where do you think I am? Dubai? Like sand. <laughs> well, there's a there's... beach in Mexico, isn't there? No, I'm in the mountains. Oh, really? There's mountains in Mexico? Yeah, man. There's a whole, it's a whole country. It's a whole thing. There's mountains. There's all sorts mm. of things down here. I'm in a mountain city. Are there girls? Have you spoke? Yeah, like let's, before we end, have you yeah. spoke to one girl since you've been there? Does my mom count as a girl when I Skype her crying, telling her I don't know how to cook? No, like a female Mexican resident. Yes. Other than when you say hello at the grocery store when you're buying your food. No. That <laughs> so was the extent Tinder of my in conversation. Mexico? Yeah. Like, is there, is there Tinder there? Tinder? What on earth? I wouldn't go on Tinder. That's disgusting. No offense to everybody on twi- Tinder, and possibly Tinder if you're listening and interested in sponsoring the show. <laughs> 
I think for your next week, you should get on Tinder and go yes. on a date. Yeah, I think you should go on Tinder. And that you know what? Yeah. For next week's podcast, you tell us how the first week yeah. on Mexico Tinder went. Oh That's you. You've never actually had to do anything yeah. on this podcast. So this will be your first time next yeah. week. We expect to open up story time with Wanye about just yes. the experience on how Tinder was in Mexico. Okay, you have a week. Thank you. Set up your uh, set up your thing. Get your viruses fixed on your computer. Right. Make sure they don't transfer over to your phone. And for one week on Tinder, you're going to tell us how it went. I can Success see the episode now. or failure. Real life podcast brought to you by Finning Canada. Episode 18, Wanye tells lies. I'm ready for you. I'll do it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, There's a few I'll, notable handicaps I'll, there. Number one, I don't speak Spanish. So it's going to be difficult to go on to Spanish Tinder and be like, hola. And then no matter what they say back, be like, I don't understand. Buddy, but nowadays on your phone, it's all texting. Yeah. You can everything can uh, you can get it so it transfers from Spanish to English. That's not very hard. Translate. Yeah, but it's more it like when That's you like then the easy, trick, you trick easy. them and then you go on a date and then you have nothing to say. No, and no, no. You translate it. Say, hey, just so you know, I don't. My Spanish isn't great, so I'm using Spanish translator. But I'm very fluent in English, and maybe maybe they. I'm pretty sure a lot of them speak English. I'm moderately fluent in English. I wouldn't say I'm fully fluent. I'm going to give you the same advice a friend of mine gave me when I was younger. Love is international. So just simply start the Tinder account. I'll send a picture. You can put it up there. And then uh, you'll start flooding in the yeses. Wow. Okay, good luck. We got to run. Wanya, you have a week. We will see where the orders are in the playoffs. There'll be a week closer to find out maybe who they play. And uh, Strud's will... uh, the Strides might have a weekend off, so we're going to talk about that yes. and more uh, next week on the Real Life Podcast brought to you by Fitting. I'm Jason Greger with Wanye and Strud's World. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.